You're listening to the Bragman Breakdown Podcast. Here's your host, Jackson Bragman. Bragman Breakdown, episode 105. Welcome in. I'm your host, Jackson Bragman. Really good one for the people today. Detroit Lions safety Tracy Walker joins the show this week. Tracy was selected by the Lions in the third round of the 2018 NFL Draft out of Louisiana Lafayette, and he's certainly outplayed his draft position thus far in his NFL career. Tracy has made a name for himself in Detroit as one of the NFL's best open field tacklers. He led the Lions in tackles by a wide margin in 2021. 2022 was a different story, however. Tracy suffered an Achilles tear in week three against the Minnesota Vikings and was sidelined for the rest of the season. That's where Tracy and I began our conversation Great interview with Tracy. He's a super guy. Huge thanks to him for coming on. You can follow him on Instagram at It's Tracy Walker. Make sure to follow us on Instagram as well. We are at Bragman Breakdown Pod and check us out on TikTok at Bragman Breakdown. That does it for the housekeeping this week. Big interview with Tracy Walker on episode 105 of the Bragman Breakdown Podcast. Enjoy. Dating back to college, you've never missed more than a couple games in a season before this injury. So I got to imagine it's a totally new experience for you. What was it like for you watching this team from the sidelines last year? It definitely sucked. Um, it was a tough situation. Um, yeah, it was miserable, to be honest with you, because like you said, I've never dealt with that before. Initially, I had to, I had to learn how to find new hobbies, find new things to keep myself busy because I had so much time on my hands that I'd never had before. Uh, but at the same time, it was a, it was a blessing in a sense too, because I was able to be a dad and able to be around my kids. And, you know, I just had my son uh, Cinco right two days before. So it allowed me to literally just spend time with them and, you know, hang out with my kids. So honestly it was, you know, it, it, it has pros and it has cons, but at the end of the day, you know, I got to control what I control. So that's the one thing I, I still stand on, and that's what literally helped me get through the process. Right. And obviously, you're on the sideline, but it's an exciting season for the team. You finish 9-8. and eight, You're on the verge of making the playoffs. It came down to the last day of the season. And I want to obviously talk more in depth about the ride that you guys were on last season, but in terms of your role for the team last year, you're obviously not playing. Was there a way that you were able to still help the team succeed? Were you mentoring the DBs? Were you helping out on scout team? Did Dan Campbell ask you to take on any special roles with the team since you weren't practicing day-to-day and you weren't playing in the games? I definitely still was around. I definitely still uh, was a mentor. Like, I mentor Kirby every week. You know, I have him over my house for the game, after the game, and we would talk ball. And like I said, you know, I was always around. Once I was healthy enough to start moving and I could be around the team, I was there once a week, you know, once or twice a week in there and going to meet still. I, even though I wasn't playing, like I said, I'm, I'm a team cat and I'm still a leader. And, you know, the guys, they lean on me. So they lead, they lead on my positivity, my positivity and they, they lean on, you know, just the type of energy I bring. So, you know, I can't just not, not bring that around and have those guys miss out on that because I wasn't playing. So, that was the big thing for me. So I was still trying to be a part of the team and still trying to come to meetings. But at the same time, it's only so much I could do, you know. So, yeah, it was, it was uh, uh, like I said, that and that's kind of what gave me purpose too um, for me being able to just be around the team still and still interact with them 
you know, and that was a good, uh, it always brought smiles on their faces because, like I said, I'm such a positive person and I bring great energy that, you know, they enjoy themselves. So, yeah, it was, it was that's how I helped. We know this team is going to be tremendous offensively, one of the best offenses in the NFC last year, bringing Jameer Gibbs at the running back spot and David Montgomery. You add that to Amon Ra and Jared Goff, who had a career year last year. So offensively, you know you're going to be good. Defensively, this team struggled a little bit without you last season, but there were definitely some bright moments for a couple of those guys in the secondary. What are you expecting from your fellow cornerbacks and yourself when it comes to the 2023-2024 season? Well, we definitely established that foundation. Uh, we definitely let people know that we're somebody that you got to keep an eye on. And But for us, we, we knew we were supposed to win way more games. Um, unfortunately, it didn't play out that rate, play out that way. But this year, the sky's the limit for us. I mean, we're, we're so excited. And like I said, you know, the guys are so happy that I'm back now. And, you know, that in itself speaks volume because I'm a playmaker. You know, like you said, I've been, I've been balling since I've been here. And, you know, that product that the production it kinda went unnoticed last year. So for me and for my teammates, we just wanna go out there and be the best we can be and like I said, go out here and continue to prove we're wrong because they still sleeping on the lines. They still think we're not the same yeah. on lines. And so at the at the end of the day, uh for us, we just gotta go out there and just do what we do best. That's ball and make plays. The rest will take care of itself. Do you feel like there's a buildup in terms of the respect that the media and that the rest of the teams in the league are showing you? To be fair, I mean, you guys do have five national TV games next year, obviously the one on Thanksgiving, and then four primetime games. You're opening up the season against Kansas City, which is going to be a big-time game. Obviously, everyone remembers the last time you guys played Kansas City. That game went right down to the wire. That was an incredibly close very fun game to watch, and you kind of put the league on notice with that one. So it seems like the schedule makers are kind of in your corner. Um, do you feel a sense of respect coming from the league, or do you guys still have that chip on your shoulder, all oh, same old Lions, no one expects us to do anything? Or maybe it's a little of both. I'm not sure. It's definitely a little bit of both because, obviously, people people are starting to take notice, like, okay, this ain't the same Lions, but at the same time, I don't feel like we get enough respect still that we should be getting. You know, a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon right now, but like I said, at the end of the day, this is only the beginning. You know, we ain't done. And we just start, you know. So, for us, like I said, that's why we we just pride ourselves on just going out there do what we do best. And that's making plays and going out there and competing. You guys finished the season 8-2 and two last year. And you mentioned how you guys really picked it up. But you said you, you didn't win as many games as you should or as you should have. Started 1-6 and six last season. Very rough beginning of the season. And then totally turn it around, won 80% of the of those last 10 games and were on the verge of making the playoffs if one result plays your way. But an incredible Sunday night game at Green Bay against the Packers to close out the season. And it, it, I think when you look at last season compared to a 3-13-1 season the year before, it was a huge success last year. But I'm curious as to what was the vibe in the locker room after those first seven games, after that one and six start? And what was the message from the coaching staff to you guys at that point to help you sort of turn that around? And what was it that allowed you guys to start playing your best football in the second half of the season? I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I'm the most important reason why. I just feel like those first few games, those games where we started losing, I wasn't around. And this is where I kind of go back to, like, once I started 
just coming back around, just kind of like you said, being a mentor to Kirby and the young, the other DBs and giving my input on things. And like I said, on what I see, because like I said, I'm a vocal leader. I'm a motivational leader. Um, and like I said, my teammates respect it. So once I was able to start moving around and getting around and being around my teammates, I feel like, like I said, just the energy in itself just changed. And also, you know, like I said, it sucked for me to watch that. So I figured I had to do something else to help my teammates. And so I was doing whatever I needed to do as far as just, like I said, going to means, even though I ain't supposed to be in means, but I'm there. You know, um, showing my face around that building because, like I said, I bring such a different type of energy and such a positive aspect on the way you approach the game, man. And I respect the game for what it is. So, and I had, like I said, and then honestly, it was a lot of miss-ups because nobody was expecting me to get hurt. You know, nobody nobody yeah. was expecting it to go down the way it did, and it did. So it was just a kind of a, damn, this is what happened. And, you know, it's kind of hard. It's, just, it's hard to make drastic changes just like that. Like, you lose your team captain week three, you know what I mean? And that's hard, hard, especially a productive player, you know. So once I got into the, into the guy's head that week, you can't allow just me being hurt affect how we continue to finish out in the year. And like I said, a lot of guys bought in and also just Dan, Dan, AG, no Ben, those guys, man, those guys are great coaches, great leaders and, and itself. And so they was able to put guys in position and the guys went out there and started making their plays. Um, I, I got to say, we're a few minutes into this. I can just feel the, not only the confidence oozing out of you, but just the passion, like oozing through the screen. It's like, Hey, I, I feel like, there's a certain type of personality as, especially as you know, as a free safety in the back of the secondary. And I just feel this sense of confidence and the sense of leadership just oozing through the screen. I'm very curious as to how you develop that. Have you always been that way? Did it take a while? Like you did this develop in college or your first few years in the league? How did you get to this point where you now seem like, you know, I can just tell that you've got to be a great locker room guy you've got this incredible confidence and this, this aura about you. How did you develop this? To be honest with you, Jack, I can't even lie. I've been like this all my life. I've been a natural. I can tell. I can tell. I figured that was the answer. I just, I had to, I had to ask. Yeah. This is just me, bro. Honestly. And like I said, I've been blessed to be put in the position that I'm in, but I've always been confident in what I do because if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? You got to believe in yourself before anybody else. And you can make believers out of everybody else. So, Prime example, like everybody thought for my Achilles, Achilles injury is usually 10 to 12 months, literally. And I told everybody I was coming back in six and a half months. Like that's that's unheard of. The fastest Achilles ever recovered was six months, ever. I came back six and a half. But that's the hard work and dedication that I, I approach the game with. You know, like I said, I, I respect this game. I respect what I do. I respect the way I approach my business, you know, because this is my job, this is my livelihood, and my last name is everything. What I go out there and put out there on that field or what I go out, what energy I put out in the universe, it comes back, whether it's good or bad. So I'm always trying to give out positive energy because life's too short to be unhappy, you know, and you never know what somebody's going through, what how they, they may be going, and you don't know, you just putting a smile on their face like, dang. You know, Tracy just came through, put a smile on my face. You know, he came in here clowning. And I was down. You know, you might have lost someone or you might be fighting with your girlfriend or vice versa. You know, anything 
is life is full of obstacles and trials and tribulations that you got to overcome. And for me, I want to be that positive energy, that bright light to brighten people's day. I love seeing people smile. That's the best thing I love. I love putting smiles on people's faces. And to me, that's the biggest and ultimate reward. So I'm not sure how much you're going to say about this, but I want to ask anyways. Everyone knows that players were not particularly fond of Matt Patricia in his tenure here in Detroit. This is this is this is well known at this point. So now we're entering year three of the Dan Campbell era, who appears to be beloved by the players. He really is the textbook definition of a player's coach. I was hoping you could explain sort of the juxtaposition between the two coaches you've played under in your time in Detroit so far. Just to kind of go off what you just to piggyback on what you just said, uh there are two different types of coaches. One is a player's coach and one is the coach. Like you said, this is my way or the highway. So, and, and that played a huge role. You know, you got a lot of, you got a locker room full of grown men that you're trying to tell and dictate their life. And from social media to every little aspect, instead of just letting us be grown men, that's the Patricia way, that's the Patriot way. And then you have Dan who doesn't care. I just care about you just doing your job, handling your business off the field and the rest take care of yourself. So, that's the night and day part, and that's the aspect of it. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to say Matt Patricia is not a good coach because he is a good coach. It's just he could have been better in certain things. It's like we all can get better. We all can improve in our own way. And I feel like through the years, he definitely got better. Um, but at the end of the day, it was unfortunate that he just couldn't stay and finish you know, his term here. But as I said, they're, they're both good coaches. I've, I've learned a lot from both. and. Yeah, it's just one's the players coach and one, yeah, you can do it my way. If you don't like it, hey, because this thing it was 891. If it was that one that was not agreeing with everybody else, you out of that. So, and that's just what it all boils down to. Talk about your relationship with Dan Campbell right now in terms of like you guys one on one. What What is that like? Um, is he a guy that you talk to frequently in the off season? Do you are, are you guys close in terms of your relationship? Obviously, as a captain, is he are you someone that he leans on in the locker room? For sure, but I'm I'm someone that everybody leans on. It's not just Dan. I'm I got a great relationship with everybody from Brad, Sheila. I mean, to all the way down to the people that work in our kitchen and that work in our cafeteria. You know, our janitors. I know everybody's name because that's something like I said. I pride myself into. I bring that type of energy. I speak to everybody the way I want to be treated because, like you said, it's all about relationships in this world. It's not what you know. It's who you know. So I don't ever walk in that building, and I feel like I don't know that know someone's name. And if I don't know your name, I want to learn it because that's what it's all about. Like I said, that's who I am. That's what I pride myself in being, and it is what it is. Your former teammate and one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL right now and over the past several half dozen seasons has been Darius Slay, who's obviously your cousin and, you know, is this a guy that you are uh, are very close with. What was it like playing with Darius and, you know, what kind of stuff did you learn from him in terms of how to play in the secondary in the NFL? Well, like you said, he is my cousin, so I've been learning from him shit my entire life. But honestly, it was cool. Like I said, it's, it's nothing like playing with your family member and somebody you – really close with and that you ain't got to worry about him out there not doing his job so he wasn't a liability ever and for for me that was a great thing to have um i said it, it's cool when you 
got that type of relationship on the field with you because trust is everything. And you can trust somebody to do their job and you ain't got to worry about them uh, if not handling their business and you got to stay looking over your shoulder then, you know, it's it's a great atmosphere to be in. It's a great atmosphere to be a part of. Tracy Walker on the Braver Breakdown. Thank you so much for coming on. Before I let you get out of here, we got to hit you with the rapid fire questions. So Tracy, are you ready to go rapid fire here on the Braver Breakdown? This is this is high, a high pressure situation. This is like the fourth quarter, you know, final drive. You're up four. Got Aaron Rodgers. Well, not Aaron Rodgers anymore. I don't know who the example is. I don't know who's you've got. You will say Jordan. It doesn't even matter. But you got Justin Field. It doesn't. I, I, you're, I, you're gonna pick him off. You're gonna you're gonna do your thing. Um, right. But you've got you've got this is crunch time. So are you are you ready? Of course, I'm always ready. Okay. <laughs> who is the QB in the NFL right now that you most want to pick off? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have a chance to do it in a couple months, week one. Definitely. So get ready. For the rest of your life, you can only use one, YouTube or Netflix. What are you picking? YouTube. YouTube? For sure. Okay. Yes. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. What is what is the majority of your Explore page looking like on YouTube right now? Highlights. <laughs> Highlights? Okay. Highlights of like receivers or cornerbacks or just all over the board? Everything. I just... All over the board. I watch ball all day. Literally, that's that's what I do. I study the game of football. So, yeah. Do you have a favorite quote? Life is ten percent what happens to you, ninety percent how you respond. I like that. Do you know who it's by, or you that you just you just know the quote? I just know the quote. I'm gonna okay. be honest. I've heard okay. it. I heard it when I was like six, and I never looked back. I've always used. If you were a professional boxer, professional fighter, what would your walkout song be before a fight? Uh, oof. We read it. What? Yeah. What? We read it. That's the most football no. answer I can, I can think of. I like that, though. <laughs> what's, what's the best football besides that? What are, what are the top, like, three football, like, stadium songs? That are you know you've got like Seven Nation Army you've got you know the We Ready like what are what are some of the staples that you hear and that like gets you like really hype with you know during during the games. To be honest with you, I'm already hyped just to be out there on that field. So as far as in the music during the stadiums, I don't really pay attention to that. If we're talking yeah, about what I listen to, to turn me up. Yeah, I'm already at that point when I'm on the field. I'm already locked in. It's. Oh, everything. I cancel fans out. I cancel noise. You got to cancel all that out because I'm here to do a job. You know, I'm here to go out here and win. So as far as that, but now if you're asking me what's my playlist to turn me up, oh, yeah, I got you now. I, me, I listen to, it's crazy, I'm going to say this, but I listen to Raw Wave first, and I'm going to jam NBA Youngboy. Youngboy's going to turn me up. Youngboy turn you up. <laughs> yeah, boy, you said you listen to Broadway? Rod Wave, Rod Wave. I'm oh, sorry. Rod Wave. I was, I was like, yeah, he's, he's listening to like Hamilton pregames. No, Rod Wave. Those are kind of different. Like, yeah, I feel like Rod Wave is like maybe you know a little more mellow, like getting you relaxed, getting you like focused. And then yeah, Young Boys, like right before you go exactly. out, the adrenaline going. That's a good like good little combo there. Um, finally, who's the funniest guy in the Lions locker room right now? Funniest character? Oh, that's arguable because that's. 
between me and Kirby. <laughs> you think so? Okay. Definitely. All right. No, I, I think Kirby might have that though. Kirby might be because Kirby's a clown. Oh, he's <laughs> Tracy, thank you so much for doing this. Um best of luck this season. High expectations for the Lions. I know you can handle it, and uh, I know you're going give to give it everything you got. So thank you for coming on the Bracket Breakdown. I just want to say, man, I appreciate you, Jax, for having me on your podcast right now. I definitely want to say, man, all my fans, all, all the supporters, hey, stay tuned in. Like I said, T-Tom back, and we're going to make noise this year. You ain't got to worry about it. So, yeah, we're going to make it happen. Go Lions. Lion pride. One pride. <laughs> One pride. All right, Tracy, thanks, and uh, look forward to doing it again soon. Appreciate you, Jax. Uh, say I want fame so bad, it's all I can think about. Yeah, that I'm on a billboard and I'm making my mama proud. Yeah, hosting a meet and greet and I'm signing my signature. Yeah, random people they stopping me, can I get in a pick with you? I look in the crowd, yeah, and I got fans now. God damn, I got fans now. They singing out loud now. They singing my words out, they singing my words. Say I just want the fame, yeah, so bad. Thinking about the things that.